Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yo, Bird. What's up, man? Rick Camacho, dog. You know how we do it, man. I know you be traveling, doing your thing. Hit me up, dog. I need a, uh, an intro for you for my show. So kiss the radio. My man DJ Slicks always do it his way From the base to the valley He always put it down with the street level thump In the underground sound Now you can find him on the dot com Soul Kitchen Radio Take it to your favorites, man That's the best way to go From the up and coming To the vet on the grind He takes the kind of music that to stimulate your mind Is it a sign of the times When the clock strikes 11 And Slicks starts to repping With Omezi in the session One time I missed a Monday But didn't really trip I just subscribed on iTunes And downloaded quick With a click or a tap He's bound to get you Right on your desktop, connect with the handheld device. So your cousin and your friend about the hottest show with Slick Rick and my show, Soul Kitchen Radio. If you haven't heard Soul Kitchen Radio, man, let me tell you, Soul Kitchen Radio, Slick Rick and my show, Soul Kitchen Radio, Big Old Maisie, Soul Kitchen Radio, keep all heads down with Soul Kitchen Radio. Tell your grandma, Soul Kitchen Radio, you are now tuned to Soul Kitchen Radio, New Music Monday, Soul Kitchen Radio. Oh man, here we go again, another week, Soul Kitchen Radio, I am your host, Mr. Rick Camacho, yes sirree, we got a great show today, we got we got uh, my cousin Leonard, he's calling in today, we're talking about the California Penal, California Senate Bill number 9, and we're going to get more about that next week, I'm so excited because next week we're doing straight fantasy football. Anybody is in the Soul Kitchen Radio Fantasy Football League, next week is the week. We're not talking. We're going to play some music. We'll, we might have a, a some some here and there or whatever, but it's mainly going to be about football. And this guy right here, do the damn thing, football team, just got in the Soul Kitchen Radio League. What's up, man? What to do, baby? I'm just slowly waking up, but uh, yeah. Doing the damn thing. Damn, that is the, the south. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and you would be the one sounding like that coming back from uh, yeah. from Norway. Like, who was that? We got uh, we got uh, uh, Bum B on the phone. What is you, <laughs> baby? <laughs> oh, we're no. uh, It's good to be back, man. I'm up to But Mike got Mike got into the into the. Uh, he was the last team invited into Soul Kitchen Radio Fantasy Football League, and so good luck, buddy. Good luck. Yeah. Thank you. And, I don't and, know how I'm gonna do, but it should be fun. So we got three to hey. four of us on the on the league, and Omizi's just gonna be kind of he. Omizi, I'm gonna give you the supervisor of the league. You want to be that? That's what, that's what I'm talking about. I'm gonna be the subcommission of the, of the overview. Okay. <laughs> You get the overview of what the hell's going on. The overview. 
Yeah, hey, you can pay. Hey, you can pay me in bud too. I just want you to know that. Okay, okay, we'll do that. <laughs> pay me in bud, camp. Hey, hey, you see on the news? You see how them fans was going at it? Oh my God, that was crazy. You know what? I, in fact, I just because I know I owe you twenty because of the the Forty ers beat the Raiders. I'm gonna do yeah. you. I'm gonna do you more than that. I'm gonna play. The San Francisco 49ers theme song. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys your light on the beginning is of the real show. One? Is it a real one? Don't do no fake stuff. Don't do no more. Is it a real one? I ain't never heard of it. Are you talking about the old school one with a? Uh, I'm giving with the, with you. I'm old? giving you the classic. This is is San Francisco 49er as you can get. You can, Uh-oh. Are you ready? Now Uh-oh. this this is this when I think of the 49ers, this is what I think of. And this is Uh-oh. pure 49er fans, so you're going to love this one. All right, stay tuned. Here it comes right here. This is for <laughs> congratulations to the San Francisco 49ers for going 19 to 18 in the, you know, they were 30, it was 38 games yesterday or Saturday was the 39th game they played. They were tied 19 to 19, and now it's 20 to 19, the series um, for preseason games for the Oakland Raiders against the San Francisco 49ers. So this right here is your song. San Francisco 49er fan. Here you go. We are always fighting and we're always excited. 
there's a whole bunch of people that's going to be able to enjoy the rest of this football season because our team did what they were supposed to do. And I thought it was going to be more, even though we sucked and we looked bad and everything doing it, but we didn't, we scored more than three points. That don't make no sense. That was just, that was sending shockwaves and worries and ripples and, you know, all type of destruction patterns towards my way as a Raider, a Raider fan. If I just allowed the Niners to just do that like that, no disrespect to whoever is a fan, but it is what it is, and uh, we are glorious. <laughs> Van glorious. Yeah, Van glorious. This is the Van glorious. By the red, black, and gold. <laughs> <It's> gold. <laughs> Van glorious. Yeah, got the, still the preseason. So what did you, did you watch it don't that? Matter. Did you see the game? Uh, Gail is on the phone. Sweet Gail, did you watch the game? What was that? Did you watch the game, Hello? Sweet Gail? No, I don't do much with um, sports, but I read that men need sports as a release for their stress. All right. So, Mike, how'd you like the game? So Mike? That is true. That is true. There's true to that. I mean, we, that, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Cause we gladiators, you know. You know the real, the real ones. We gladiators, you know. We gotta have that support. You need that, that release. I didn't get a chance to watch the game that much, unfortunately. Were you working yesterday? Yes, I was. So maybe that's, that's why right. I didn't get to the game. I didn't get to see, I didn't get to see none of it because you know we was out in Norway. We shout out to Oslo, Norway, and uh, and Bodo, uh, Norway. We was out there for a festival and. Uh, we had another club. Our TV was pretty jacked up. They don't get no ESPN, none of that in our hotel room. So basically, I just I found out about it when uh, when when Camacho sent me the text after I turned my phone on, getting off the plane from that 11-hour flight from Frankfurt, Germany. Germany. I turned my phone on and I seen I owe you 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I just got I just got to America and I'm making money already. <laughs> <laughs> This is by coastal, but you know it's it's good. But man, <laughs> I, I I am lightweight, uh, lightweight, I, lightweight tired, but it's good because uh, you know uh, I got my wife, she's driving, so I'm in, you know, like the Maybach, I'm in the, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's good. I'm trying to multitask. Well, check it out. We got a good show today, uh, Gail. We're gonna be talking about the California penal system. Um, my cousin. Oh yeah, but I wanted to ask you, how did the show go Saturday? Did you all go to that show you put on Saturday? Who, Mike? Um, Mike and and you guys, you were talking about some guy was going to do a show on Saturday. Oh, and so I want to put. Hmm? Oh, we're so going to go to the we're going to go to the Art and Jazz Festival on Sunday, but in Oakland, I ended up having a cousin reunion, uh, a family reunion with my cousins. No, there was some kind of a oh, show you were going to that. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, no, we didn't do it. All right, so check it out. We're gonna, we're gonna got this. We got what we're gonna do. We're gonna move into our uh, hip hop classic, and then I got a good one for you guys today. And then from there, we're gonna we're gonna talk about. I got my cousin on the phone now. He just he just tuned in there, so hang in there, and we're gonna get right back to you. Buddy. Oh yeah, we're gonna have fun. <laughs> oh man, we got a good show. We got a good show, and and this is gonna bring a lot. This is gonna show the diversity of our show, because last week we had Fred Hammond. We went all gospel. This week we're gonna talk about the penal system, and then we're gonna talk about whatever else we we always talk about. So if you want to call in, check it out. If you have something to say, call right now seven one four six nine four. 
4150. Soul Kitchen Radio. Yeah, get that number down because you're going to want it. You're going to want it. Let me find this. Uh, here we go. This is Hip Hop Classic right here. Soul Kitchen Radio. Give us a call right now. Here's another hip hop classic. Taking you back to the old school. On Soul Kitchen Radio. On Soul Kitchen Radio. On Soul I'm 
Soul Kitchen Radio, we're back again. It's Rick Camacho, Omizi, Misha, Gail is on the phone. Everybody's here. Today, yeah. what's going on, fellas? That's how is that for a flashback, man? Don't you love the flashbacks, that, 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 that gang star, right? That's that gang star. That's that. That's that like 1990 something. These are the words rest that I manifest. Peace. Rest in peace, gang star. Man, rest in peace, definitely. <laughs> oh, I love Grand Poo. Grand I had swag before it was swag. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, when yeah. Grand Poo Lambo. He had stupid swag. Grand Poo is definitely one of one of the best. And I think we might flash back to one of them maybe next week or or something. We're gonna we're gonna definitely get it. So right now, who I got on the phone, we're gonna talk about uh, it, it's SB nine. Let me read this before I put him on the phone. California Senate Bill nine is expected to be voted upon Monday, August twenty second, which is today. Um, or sometime shortly after the date, this law, this is a law that gives prisoners that were convicted of life without possibility of parole while they were minors to be able to petition for recall and resentencing to the sentencing court after 15 years of incarceration. So basically it's like a, like a 16 year old who, who commits murder because, you know, he's trying to impress his boys or something, you know, 15, 20 years later, he's going to, he's going to think about it. Have time to to let it soak into his 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 soul, and uh, you know, and, and rehabilitate him, himself. What do you think about that, Omizi? Man, I think uh, man. First of all, the penal system needs needs an overhaul anyway. You know what I mean? But it's like uh, especially especially if you got arrested when he was like sixteen, seventeen. You know, real young, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. You really didn't know exactly what you was doing, but you still end up. For some reason or another, getting a big sentence, like 20 years, 30 years, and all that. And then, you know, any 10, 15 years in the, in the, penit- in the penitentiary will change anybody, and especially when you're that young and you're still learning, your brain is still learning. Um, I got a fun fact, though, that I just found out as far as Norway is concerned. Do you know that regardless to the, to the crime, the, the, the most time that you can get sentenced in Norway is 20 years? So even that dude that went and killed all the people, Right. The most, the most, the most he can get sentenced is twenty, twenty years, unless it's like some, some, some super over court, like the, the main, all the, the heaviest courts override it, which usually never happens. But you know that's that's just crazy. Like we, be, we, you know, people be getting like uh, twenty years, you know, getting tri- triple and double life sentences and shit, which don't make no sense. You know, because if you get life without the possibility of parole, that's that's it. It's over. You know what I'm saying? Right, so I don't right. Know why. And we just we just be saying these these high flu sentences, you know, like you giving somebody seventy five years, it's like damn, seventy five years is over. Like it's a rip. <laughs> it is a rap. Yeah, Man. Man. So but you know what? Oh. I went to to be honest, like like you know, some people learn, some people don't learn. Like you know, I know you got your cousin on there, but it's like when I was a youngster, man, I had man when I when I was a juvenile, uh, you know, I had you know using uh, shoplifting and. Uh, uh, using a dangerous weapon and destruction of property and all this kind of little dumb shit, but you know, and I and I only spent one day, uh, like not even a whole 24 hours, but like it was like 12 hours in, in Moita, which was in Ogden. It was in Ogden, Utah, and it was like uh, it was a correctional facility, but it was you know youth authority. <coughs> Excuse me, that nobody wanted to go to, and uh, that was all I needed, man. That was on you know, and and them telling me that you know. 
if I do it over 18, then I was going to, you know, take a chance on going, you know, stepping up to the big leagues and going to the pen. You know, fortunately, I didn't have no, you know, my father was in the penitentiary when I was when I was a kid. You smell me? I, I was actually probably before I was born. That's that's when he when he became a Muslim. But you know, I I try to break the cycle. Now, I believe I believe in people breaking the cycle, man. Just because exactly. your relatives, yeah. so because they went, you know, don't mean you got to follow. Because you know, sometimes you get them dumbass uncles that be want to glorify. Yeah, man, I was on the I was on the man yard, man. I was holding court, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And you think that's cool? You like, man, I want a whole court too. <laughs> well, let me tell you, let me tell you, my cousin, my cousin who's on the phone, and and, and I, you know what? I'm gonna let him tell tell us what he was in for and, and all this stuff. Leonard Rubio, everybody, here he is on the phone. Good morning, everybody out there. Uh... And look, Leonard, the only reason <laughs> I give you an applause today, first of all, because I, because. Uh, that picture you put on Facebook of me, man, that was crazy. I didn't put that up. The wife did. <laughs> that, that, that's your wife, man. That's you. You control what your wife did. You guys should see this man, picture. Man, I, I on, love that picture. Facebook. I look skinny next to you. <laughs> that was crazy. So <laughs> you guys got to see it. But anyway, okay, Leonard, let's talk about uh, SB9. First of all, tell everybody who you are, what you were in jail for, and how long you spent in jail. I don't want to... I, I want to let you go ahead and do that. Okay. Um, it's all yours. So I was convicted of second-degree murder at Uh-oh. the age of 18 uh, because I killed my girlfriend, and I Damn. spent 23 and a half years in prison. I first became eligible for parole in 1996, but because of the politics of the parole system, it took winning Three different risks of habeas corpus because the Board of Parole hearings was not following the law, and Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger was not following the law. And so it took a long time, but three different courts finally ruled in my favor, and I was released in 2010. Um, so basically what I want to talk about today is that right now as we're, as we're talking, there's a group of people up in Sacramento at the State Assembly doing a day of hope, a day of reflection, and a day of action behind Senate Bill 9, the Fair Sentencing for Youth Act, that is sponsored by Senator Lee and Yee. And um, Leonard, Leonard, what's up? Real quick, uh, we got one of the senators on the line right now. Uh, Adam? Cool. Go. Adam, go ahead. Uh, uh, hi, this is Adam Kegwin, Senator Lee and Yee's chief of staff. Okay. And, uh, and tell us a little bit about the SB9, um, what, what you guys are fighting for. Sure. Well, this is a bill that Senator Yee has authored for the past several years, and every year we get a little bit further, but not uh, quite to the finish line. Last year, the bill, uh, while it passed the Senate, it died on the assembly floor with 39 votes. That's two votes short of passage and getting it to the governor. But basically what the bill will do will give those individuals who were sentenced to life without the possibility of parole for crimes they committed when they were kids. It would give them a chance to go before a judge several years into their sentence to ask for a new sentence, to give them a new sentence of 25 years to life, and then after serving 25 years, get a chance to go before the parole board and and, and ask to be released. Give them that, that one chance to say, you know what, I've changed my life, I'm no longer a threat to society, I shouldn't die here in prison. It's an incredibly humane bill. It's an incredibly modest bill. 
and uh, Senator Yee is proud to author it, and we're hoping this week we can once and for all get this bill to the governor and get it signed into law so we can join every other country in the world who prohibits the sentence of life without the possibility of parole for our kids. All right. So, Leonard, you got some? You want, you want to add to that? I mean, he hit everything right on the nose. I mean, no other country sentences kids to life without the possibility of parole. And as the other host was talking about, after you spend a couple decades incarcerated, you change. I, mean, I can't sit and say that everyone does because there's some people that they choose not to. But a lot of us, if we decide to take the time to rehabilitate ourselves because the state's not really offering any help in that area, the individual has to do it for themselves, that opportunity is out there. And, I mean, just within the last month, statistics came out from the Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation for California, and uh, I mean, the general population recidivism rate, the people that go back to prison, is typically around 70% within three years of being released. Now, in the last 21 years, 988 individuals that have been convicted of first or second degree murder have been released. Of that, only seven of them were convicted of new crimes. Now, wait a minute. Now, you said none of them. 21 years. This, this is a 21-year span. That's huge. And of those that were sentenced to 25 years to life, which is what we're asking for in this right. bill, not one of them reoffended. Not one. Oh. Exactly. Wow. So what we're seeing, what we're seeing on on these shows that are that are going in that that we see every day on National Geographic Channel, um, um, locked up and all that stuff. We're not seeing these lifers, and we're not getting that out of that. So is there a chance that? That you guys can go after some of these shows to to kind of to kind of show that. Well, the the individuals on those shows are not being paroled. I mean, if you look at the California Parole Board, it's one of the strictest in the country. They the, you have to you know be you know one step short of sainthood in order to get off uh, get out of on parole uh, if you had a life sentence. This parole board just doesn't let. You know anybody that's going to recommit get out, and the statistics uh, prove that out. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. with that statement fully. Unfortunately, though, one of the things that needs to be fought right now is a number of assembly persons and a number of senators are trying to sensationalize the lifer situation right. behind what happened with Philip Garrido kidnapping J.C. Dugard and wanting to throw murderers in with these child molesters and rapists, and child molesters and rapists don't get life sentences. That's right. So this is it. Okay. Okay, first of all, what can people do? Um, what can our listeners do to help get this bill passed if, if they feel like, you know, it's something they want to they get passed? Uh, well, they should certainly call their representatives, especially their assembly members. Wherever uh, they live, um, certainly they have the most influence over uh, the, their own assembly members. But especially if they live in, in the following assembly members' offices who are on the fence right now, and we have not got a confirmation from them that they'll vote for the bill. And these are Democrats, mind you. We're not okay. even trying to get even one Republican to vote for this bill. We just need 41 Democrats <laughs> to vote for this bill. We have 51 in, in the assembly, we just need all but ten of them, and that's Assemblyman Aleo, Assemblywoman uh, Bonilla, Assemblyman Chesbro, Assemblyman Dickinson, 
Assemblymember Hernandez, Assemblyman Block, Assemblywoman Buchanan, Assemblyman Calderon, and uh, Assemblywoman Campos, and Assemblyman Perea. Those are our targets. If we can get even half of those, we'll, uh, this bill uh, will become law. Wow, that's you know, you know, I would say something like like me personally, and 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 Omizi, I don't know, Omizi, when's the last time you've called your senator or or Mike? When's the last time you guys called a senator? Never. Oh, yeah, we should ever have. Um. So so basically, what I'm saying is, I think. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just the mass people that are that are into politics that actually call senators and stuff. That that that's a big thing. I've never called a senator. I wouldn't even know what to say. I don't even know how to get a phone number for the senator. Well, if you go to if you go to assembly.ca.gov, uh, you can look up your assembly member, um, and you could look up those names that I just uh, mentioned to you. All their uh, phone numbers are there. Call their capital offices in Sacramento. Uh, anybody can call. You don't have to live in their district and just tell them you support SB9 and you urge them to support the bill. And the person on the other line will take your name and uh, that will get passed on to the assembly member. Okay. So okay. it's, it's as simple you, as that. Go ahead, Amir. What, what are the, how you doing? Uh, what are the, what are the, are there any kind of uh, stipulations and criteria? Like, you know, uh, uh, a lot of um, people incarcerated. They like they like to mess it up for the people that really, the, you know, the youngsters that may really want to make a change because you know they know well if I take this program and this program and this program and gain the system that you know I'll, I'll I'll probably look good to the parole board and they'll have it and they'll let me out. So everybody going up there has the same criteria. They all went to this program and this program and this program and now they look so good that you know they look just like this person that's really sincerely trying to get out and not trying to game the system. So what are some of the criterias that you put on these youngsters, like getting your GED and things like that, or those things that that, that accelerate their opportunity when they do the, do the bulk of their time? Or is there something like that that they can be doing? Because some people just go and they don't do nothing. They just, you know, they try to get in the system and just survive. You know, they're too busy trying to survive than, than trying to just uh put yourself in a position where, okay, when I get out, I can get a job, and I can't, and I don't go back to my same hood where nine times out of ten, if I'm out on parole, I might violate the same day because I'm going to get in the car with somebody that got some marijuana in the car, and, or he going to get pulled over because he don't got a license, and I'm already, and I'm, that's an instant year, I'm back. So, because the, 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 in my opinion, the, 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 uh, the stack is so far against, you know, so it's against you being able to stay free for five years or what have you, you know, you may be good for a year, but something's gonna happen. It's gonna be, it's gonna be some kind of fluke, like Ti, just a fluke. You know, just some fluke. Oh, it's something in your cup or something. So, like, what's the stipulations that's gonna help a person, even if he does get out, not go back on a violation? Well, there's no doubt that we need to do more to help those that are released. Um, in terms of gaming the system while they're in the prison system, for these individuals sentenced to LWAP, you know, it, it's not going to happen. They're not going to be able to game the, game, game the system because those that are uh, given LWAP aren't given any services. They aren't given rehabilitative services. They really do need to do this all on their own. And the reason they're not given rehabilitative services, although we, you know Senator Yee wishes they would, you know we we th we lock them up and we throw away the key. They're never getting out when they get an LWAP sentence. So why invest in them at all? Uh, you know, and so what they need to do in order to get the LWAP sentence changed to 25 to life, these these juvenile offenders under SB9, 
they need to show that they did other things, that they uh, stayed in touch with their family, that they earned their GED, that they found religion, that they did something that shows, you know what, I, I, I'm trying to do better with my life. I'm, uh, I'm doing everything I can. And if I were to get that 25-to-life sentence, I'm certainly going to make myself amenable to those rehabilitative services that become available if you have the possibility of parole. But unfortunately, these LWAP situations, they don't have any of those services whatsoever. So they're not going to be able to game the system. They're going to have to show you know, what they're truly doing and why they deserve a new sentence. I'd like to address that gaming issue as well. Um, basically, I hear what you're saying about people going and taking this program and that program and then saying, see, that looks good. But the reality of it is the commissioners of the Board of Parole hearings, they're not stupid. They know what's up. They know what the programs are about, and they'll start asking questions to make sure that someone actually knows it because there are a lot of people that do try to go to these programs. I've seen cats going to 12-step programs for over a decade. They go into a board hearing, and the board hearing asks them, well, what's, a step, what's step four? And they can't even answer. So it shows that they're not prepared. They have to know and live what they're doing to rehabilitate themselves. If they don't, it's going to be a game, and it's going to be, it's going to be out in the open. And as far as guys getting out, there are support services out there, but an individual has to want to stay out. Right? I've been out for 18 months now. I haven't had no run-ins. I'm going to school. I'm trying to do what I can. It's up to the individual. Right. Well, let's just say, let's just say, like you, you know, I'm watching on TV and they're showing they're showing the Raider Niner game and they're showing people fighting in the stands. Now you you in the audience, you on parole. Let's say you on parole. You on parole, right? Yeah. You on parole, right? Okay. So you just you you sitting there watching the game, trying to enjoy yourself. Next thing you know, somebody behind you punch you in the back of the head. At an instinct, you turn around and punch that dude in his face. You defending yourself. But as, but you really you you don't have you don't have that you can't defend yourself right. No, I had an option. If you turn around, if you turn around and punch somebody in the face, even though he punched you in the back of the head, you're going back for about a year, right, or whatever whatever the stipulation is on your sentence. So I'm saying, even even if you do get out, there must be even with the with the parole officers, there must be like some kind of leeway. Like this, it's automatic. If you turn around and punch me, you're gone. That's just just point blank. Oh, yeah, you know I just that. feel. I just right. I just feel that the system, even if you get them out, there still must be a better way to judge on a case by case, situation by situation, as to does this person need to go back on a violation, or was it was it just a was you know was this was this incident something that you know was you know a minor situation that maybe we can't we don't throw him right back in after everything you know we didn't pass the bill and now we got all these people that's getting out and they only getting out for like six weeks or two weeks or a day. You know, let's let's figure out how we can get a team of a team of uh, parole agents and parole officers and what have you that you know don't say get them back in the jail, in the prison system first. Let's 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 see you know judge on a case by case basis. That's my point. Which also you know speaks to you know the problem with gang injunctions. I mean, here you could have somebody that uh, isn't even allowed to go to a neighborhood yet. That's where their support system is. That's where their family is. That's where their job may be. That's where they're putting their lives back their lives back together. And yet they happen to be in the wrong neighborhood and they get sent back to jail. I mean, you're absolutely right. There needs to be changes in some of our laws and some of our policies to to, to ensure that you know people that are doing the right thing aren't heading back to jail. Uh. 
Yeah. Right. Like if you can put it like this, if you let's say if you can as a you know as a criminal gets you know gets sentenced and you get you know get sent from let's say you get arrested in Sacramento, if you get sent or get get sent to the, to a, a penitentiary that's away from you, which some people don't want to because you know they their family won't be able to visit. But if you can get out and get parole in that area that you don't know nobody, then you'll probably have a better chance because you can start anew. You can reinvent yourself. You can come anew. You know what I mean? You don't have those same, same hindrances attached to you as you would if you, you know, you were in San Quentin, you get arrested, you're from the Bay, then you get out of San Quentin, and you go right back to the streets. Nine times out of ten, if something unfolds, you're going right back. So that's what I'm saying. Those The, the chips are so far stacked against you that – yeah, you're fighting for people to be able to get out, but what are you having them get out to? And what what is the chances? You know, what are the what is the lenient chances that you can put out there to say, okay, this was an incident in which he was accosted. Maybe we can give him a chance, or you know, three strikes, a three strike parolee, or something like that. You know, like I think maybe a three strike parolee, but depending on the grade of the charge, you know what I'm saying? What do you think about that? Is that for me? Who are you addressing that to? Any, only, anybody, any one of you guys. Probably, probably Adam. Who, uh, well, in, you know, uh, certainly, you know, it, 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 there shouldn't be an automatic. You go back to, to, to prison no matter what the scenario is and the situation is. There, there, there should be a review. And, uh, you know, we need to consider, you know, all the facts. And, you know, while we should be tough on crime and we should be tough on those that are, are repeat offenders and that sort of thing, you know, we need to be reasonable about it. And, unfortunately, you know, there doesn't oftentimes that's just not the case. Wow. Yeah. Right. We're I mean, talking, one of the things, too. Let me reset uh, real I quick. Want... Wait, let me, hold on, guys. Let me reset real quick. We got uh, we got Adam, who is Senator Yee's. Senator Leland Yee's chief of staff, he's on the phone. Also, Leonard Rubio spent 23 years in uh, San Quentin, is on the phone. We're talking about SB9, uh, California Penal Code, or SB9, which reverses a life without parole sentence for juvenile offenders to uh, give them a 25-to-life sentence. So if you want to call in, 714-694-4150, give us a call. We're going to be right back. And uh, you guys stay on the phone. Adam, are you going to be able to hang in for another five minutes? Yeah, I can stay five more minutes. That's fine. Okay, hold on. We'll be right back. We're going to uh, get into to some of this new music real quick, and then and then we'll be right back. So check it out. Soul Kitchen Radio. 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 What's up, this is Sean Jackson. You listen to Soul Kitchen Radio with Brian. All right, Soul Kitchen Radio. Now we're back. I just wanted to play that real quick, just just to reset everything. Um, not going to play any music because we want to keep this one going. So, so Leonard, SB nine, you're you're talking about it's got a, it, it goes to it goes. What what is SB? What is Senate Bill? Senate Bill 391, what does that have to do with this? Senate Bill 391 doesn't have anything to do specifically with SB9, Um, but what Senate Bill 391 does, there's a lot of politicians right now, especially Senator Ted Gaines out of Roseville, um, Assemblyman Jim Nelson, who used to be a member of the Board of Parole Hearings, uh, and Assemblywoman Susan Bonilla out of Concord, 
that are all putting this thing forward, and they're wanting to use the situation with Philip Garrido kidnapping J.C. Dugard and holding her for 17 years. They're wanting to use that to put fear in the public about needing to change the, the legal system as far as paroling of life prisoners. Now, the reality of it is, in 2009, out of the general population parolees that were released, 149 of them were convicted of murder and sent back to prison with life sentences for murder. Wow. But in the past 21 wow. years, out of, out of 988 people sentenced to life with the possibility of parole, either 15 to life or 25 to life, not one of them committed a sex crime or murder, homicide of any sort since being released. Most of these people are in the community and giving back, working with youth centers, working with victims' rights groups, and just doing what they can to give back to the community. But what is happening is these senators and assembly people, they want to be able to look tough on crime because they got elections coming up, and they see this as an easy target. So they want to hype it and say, oh, these child molesters and rapists and murderers, but the reality of it is the child molesters and rapists are not getting life sentences. It has nothing to do with life sentences unless they're convicted of a kidnap to go with it. And what they're trying to do is undermine a court decision from the California Supreme Court in 2008, Ray Sandra Lawrence, who showed that the parole board was violating the law by saying that so penal code section 3041 says that a prisoner shall be shall normally be found suitable for parole at their initial parole consideration hearing unless they are deemed a threat to society and what the board of prison terms did under people like assemblyman jim nelson was say that because of the original crime we still feel you're a threat to society and didn't care what the individual did the whole time they were incarcerated. They just said, because of the crime, you're still a threat. And the reality of it is, the crime is never going to change. And that's one of the things I had to fight and why I was held 14 years beyond my minimum eligible release date because they wanted to continue to say the crime was the reason that I was still a threat to society. And it took three courts saying, no, that's not the case anymore. He has gone far beyond needing to be rehabilitated. He's rehabilitated himself. It's time to release him. And so, so they're go ahead. They're basically wanting to hype and put fear in the public, and they're using the media for it in order to put fear in the public, lie to the public about what's going on, to change the court order so that the board can go back to denying people solely for the crime. And one more piece of it that they don't talk about is like right now, you have about 10,000 term-to-life prisoners in prison that are eligible to be released. Now, if you look at the statistics of what it's costing to keep prisoners in California each year, you're talking that 10,000 people equates to over $600 million a year that is being spent for people that are eligible to be released. They're also talking about how they need to release people because of the overcrowding lawsuit. 
Well, they're not wanting to release the lifers because the public is in fear when they hear the term murderer. We have to use a scalpel and not a machete to reduce the deficit. Right. But the reality of it is what they have done is for the people that have what they call nonviolent offenses, they put them on unsupervised parole. They don't even have to see a parole officer anymore. Well, those are the same right. people that are part of the 70% recidivism rate within three years of being released. Those are the same people that don't have to do anything while they're incarcerated except their sentence. They get out, they go back to doing the same criminal behavior, and they go right back to prison. Nothing is being done to deal with that situation. I believe wow. I believe I believe that that no one is there's no such thing as a thought police. Like you can't read the minds of, the, of these con, of the convicts to see exactly if, like I was saying, if you had to. If I, so, if I was a parole, you know, uh, on the board of a parole parole board, and I was to ask everybody that every violent criminal that came in, if you were at a if you were at a football game. And there was a and, and there's somebody accosted you. Would you turn around and hit that person? I guarantee you, 99% would say, "Well, you know, instinct-wise, I would have to do that." So that would automatically take you off the list, you know, because you still have a violent tendency to protect yourself, which everyone has a tendency to want to protect themselves. But like I said, parolees don't have the right to to defend themselves. So I I, I still say. That you could put all all the bills together that you want, but you still can't read the psyche of a human being when he's forced to do certain things. Like if I if I if I came to the penitentiary because I was starving and couldn't eat, and then you put me back in the streets and I'm starving and I can't eat, the possible and, and I don't have no training or. It's bad enough a person that's already on the streets can't get a job. Now you're saying you're going to parole me to a place where I can't get no job, and you know, and I'm going to have to get some, you know, so I'm going to have to get some SSI or some kind of general assistance to survive, and I have to find a job. And if I don't find a job, then I got to go back. So it's like it's, the system itself has to be fixed, regardless to how many bills you put together, because. You know, just like the military, you bring the military home from from Iraq and Afghanistan, but then you have to put them to work because they're gonna have because you know, you know. So it's like I don't know. There's so much stuff going on now and coming into 2012 election that we had to deal with. Um, and like you said, you're paying this person three hots in a cot. His, you know, he got his full benefits as far as anything. He, you know, he needs glasses or, you know, his back hurt, anything like that, you go to the infirmary and get it dealt with, and people on the streets can't just do that. So it's like you have to fix the system itself as opposed to, oh, I got life and now I want to be. Do you really want to be out in the streets now and have to find a job? No. You might want to wait three, four more years when, when the economy gets a little better so when you get out there's more possibilities for you because you're not in there getting any school and you're locked down 20, 23 hours a day. You know what I'm saying? So anybody that's locked down 23 hours a day and, and they really don't have, they don't watch television, which means they don't have a perspective of what's going on out in the real world and knowing how bad it is, yeah, it's election year. Yeah, I want to put forth a bill to make me look like I'm doing something. But at the same time, I'm trying to pad my, my credentials when I'm not looking at the problem in and of itself that is the penal system by itself. You understand? I agree with you on most of those points, but one of the things when it comes to lifers, 
is like Adam talked about, you have to be near sainthood. One of the requirements in order to be released is to be able to show that you have some kind of an employable skill or that you have a job offer. When I went to the board, I had 12 different offers for job interviews upon release. I had companies that wanted to hire me because while I was inside, I made sure I participated in vocational trades to make sure I was prepared for release. Unfortunately, what's happening now, though, is the state of California, in an effort to try and save money, they're eliminating a lot of those vocational programs. But it's still on the individual to show that when it comes to a lifer, they have to show that they have a residence they can go to where they're going to be able to get food and clothing and all of that, and they have to show that they have some kind of opportunity for either employment or school. It's not a matter like a regular... it's, and that's exactly it's not like a regular parolee where a regular parolee, they just eliminated. kick out the door and that's it. Right, but you, you've just eliminated a big chunk of the people who got in who got incarcerated because they didn't have that. So now there's an elitist system as if as to, to say, okay, well, if I come from a well-to-do family or if I, you know, then I'm instant, I'm instant because I know for a fact, you know, because I got parents that or grandparents is rich and they're going to let me come stay there even though I did this, that, and the third because my financial systems, my, my financial finances are a little bit better than this person, even though this person may be a good person, but the opportunities for him to learn uh, a trade aren't there, um, then he can't get out. He don't qualify for that. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. The system itself needs to be fixed before you can just say, oh, this privileged person, or, you know, and privileged, I mean anybody who went to jail, obviously they sold dope because they were trying to feed themselves or family or whatever. Maybe they just liked it, but whatever the case may be, nine times out of ten, it's a finan- not having finances or not having graduated high school and what have you is the reason why they chose the life of crime, and because of that, the effect is when I get in. Not not to mention the fact that okay, when I got a, when I not me personally, but I seen somebody that got that got arrested, and then he had to pay restitution. His his restitution was like fifty thousand, sixty thousand that he has to pay back. Period. How can someone pay sixty thousand dollars in restitution when he doesn't even have an education and he doesn't have a trade? He's gonna be. He's gonna be. Even if he has twenty years, he's still in the system. Period for the rest of his life. So he might as well have life, regardless if he gets out for a year on the streets and then go right back. So we're trying to keep him. Let's say let's figure out how to keep him out for twenty years. I want you to be out for thirty years, forty years, fifty. You know what I'm saying? For the rest and of your life. Have, and never right. And never have the never had the, the. Oh, my cousin picked me up. I'm in the back. I'm going to work. He's smoking some weed. I get pulled up. We get pulled over. Now I'm violated. I'm going back. But that right there is enough to say the system itself needs to be fixed. Yeah, well, there's nothing you don't we have can an do. argument for me on that. Yeah, you know what? There's nothing we can do about the system right now. It's like, I mean, all, all we could do is is we could we could focus on this SB nine and and you know do hit it one bill at a time. You know, maybe one day the exactly. whole thing will. Maybe one day something else will come around, and and you know, 
don't know. As far as this, this is my personal Camacho, issue. Camacho, you know what? You know what I need. I say, I, this is my personal opinion. You know, because uh-huh. you know, I lived in Utah. I, I lived in Utah, all in Utah, and I seen a bunch of people. You know, that were from LA and whatnot. They they were getting shipped there to the Job Corps. You know, I say that a lot of money from the from the state feds need to go to the Job Corps, and a lot of these people that's getting sentenced to to prison need to get sentenced to the Job Corps. Or you know what I'm saying, so that they can they can learn a trade, rather it be engineering, structural engineering, because they saying that's where the jobs are gonna come from. So it's like, you know, uh, instead of being locked up, you know, you you big burly massive uh, massive man that can lift thousands of pounds. Instead of doing all that, let's let's go put him and make him and have him build some bridges. You know what I'm saying, where he where he'll feel good about himself because he can earn a paycheck, a righteous paycheck, and not a dollar a day. Through slave, through penal slave labor, which still exists, you know, it's like I said, the system is corrupted. The system needs to be fixed before you just say, "I'll let's get these people out and offer them nothing, and offer them right. social secure." And, and that, that, that's the that's the worst thing about the prison system is that when they come out, they can't work because nine nine companies out of ten aren't hiring felons. You know, and that's something that right. we always that's something that we always are going to struggle with for right now and. And and it's hard to say that it's up to that one person to go out and get his own job, make his own, be an entrepreneur, you know. And, and Leonard Leonard is on the right track because when he was in, he already had his mindset that if he ever gets out, he's going to be on the right track. But I can tell you, most of those most of those guys in the in the penitentiary are like, "Fuck, it sucks. I I, I I'm never going to see my family again. I give up." You know, whatever, whatever's gonna happen, whatever, and then, that's the, it, that's the and then job. one day they, and then one day they come out and say, "Hey, you're released." Then what do you do? Right, right. Come on, I seen a movie a long time ago when I was when I was a kid. Well, I'm gonna say a long time ago, but it was Tony Danza. He played a convicted he, he played a convicted felon that um, that became a lawyer while he was incarcerated, and I'm talking about he he did everything. He became a lawyer, like right. he got he. He he defended other prisoners, yet even after serving 20 years, he still couldn't get parole. This dude, I'm talking about he made a complete change, a 360, and they denied him over and over and over again. Yeah, it was a violent crime. How, how often have you seen that, Leonard? No, that's happening all the time. I, they don't, it's like Adam said, in order to get out, from the parole board as a lifer, you got to be almost the same. They're not just letting anybody out. And the guys that are letting out, like me, they've had a mindset that, you know what, I'm going to prepare myself for when I get out so that I don't come back. What does happen is a lot of guys, especially people that don't have life sentences, they go in and they want to play cards, they want to watch TV, they want to sleep, they'll get a job as a sweeper on the tier, and they don't do anything to increase their mind. They don't do anything to prepare themselves, and that's why they go back to the same thing they were a part of when they came in. A lifer has to show that they've made changes. It's not just a, oh, you're going to get out and there's nothing for you. And it's like the point he brought up about people coming from a wealthier background. That doesn't necessarily help. And when it comes to lifers, again, there are situations out there, there are a lot of programs that are willing to accept lifers to be able to reside there, to participate in different programs, 
such as substance abuse, abuse issues, violence prevention, things like that. There's like five or six of them just in the Oakland and Berkeley area where guys can come out, they've got a place to live, they don't have to pay rent, they they have some place where they've got food and shelter, they've got programs to support them while they're going through the process, and they have an opportunity to come up. They're not just thrown out and say, okay, here's $200, go do what you got to do. It's not like that for life. Right. Hey, let me let me uh, shout out at Life's Comedy. Uh, shout out Leonard's wife, Owie, at Life's Comedy on Twitter. Follow her at L-I-F-E-S Comedy. She's tweeting this whole conversation as, as we speak. So shout out to Owie, man. She's doing a good job. And, and she's, she talks about uh, it's not just the system that needs to be changed. It's the communities that need to prepare yeah. to, to get prepared for these guys coming out of prison, you know, with open jobs, with uh, how Obama says it, shovel-ready jobs. You know, they, they don't have to be in a position where there's so many other jobs. They could go, go pave the street. Or, or you know, you know, in, anything else that doesn't have to do with, with getting mixed up with people all the time. Maybe is is that what it is? They just don't want lifers and stuff to get mixed up with civilians. Is that is there like a difference there? Uh, to me, well, I wouldn't say there's a difference. It's a fear. Right. I mean, just kind of like what what Omizi was talking about uh, the whole the whole football game situation. If you know, it's almost like if you go to a game. You have to protect you and your family, but if you do that, then you're going to go back to jail. So it's like the best way to do it is just watch the game on your 52-inch TV at home, the red zone. Right. I mean, you've got to do what you got to do to keep yourself safe. And, yeah, and i got to say, yeah. let me tell you guys, first of all, on uh, i got to give Leonard much props. Leonard is my first cousin. I remember the day he committed his crime. I remember... I was the first one to I was one of the first ones to go see him in in the jail at the county jail in Vallejo, you know, and it was such a sad day for our family when that happened. But we but Leonard always always stayed, you know, he stayed as high as he could on the whole thing for the whole time he was in. Every year everybody in our family would get a letter saying, Look, I'm going up for parole, can you write me a letter? I'm going up for parole, can you write me a letter? I have so many letters still around my house. From from Leonard that you know he I don't know if everybody in, in in the prison system is doing that stuff. They absolutely are not doing that. That's why even even like some of the rappers were uh, paying for a lot of the family members who couldn't make it to certain places to catch a bus and go visit on Thanksgiving or go visit on Christmas because if they don't, then either they can't afford it, they can't afford to accept those phone calls when you call them because it costs too much. You know, you don't want them to have no cell phones, so you ban that. But you, but you want them to be with people on the other end who are are going through their own economic situations to be to be able to accept that phone call at what two dollars two dollars a minute or something. I don't know what it is, but it's like, you know, it, uh, it, the the like I said, the the chips are stacked against the against the uh, the criminal, which they should be because you, at the end of the day, you're a criminal. So shit, yeah, I mean, what it is. Yeah, I don't agree. I mean, I, yeah, I do I mean, agree with that. Time and you, you, know, I'm, you know, my name is Omar, so I'm a keeper of the law, Sharif. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I, 
you know, I have a family, so if somebody came up to my dwelling and tried to steal something, I'd take their top off. It's just what it is it is. But And I feel like, you, you know, you shouldn't take from other people and you should get a job. But I, I have seen the worst of the worst of situations, and I know sometimes you have to do what you have to do because, you know, life in general is real. We are all human, and we are all fallible. You know, and we crack under pressure sometimes. Even the, the biggest CEOs, when I watch American Greed, they end up getting 20 years and 30 years. So it's not, you know, it's not, oh, he's from the hood. It's, he was born with a silver spoon, and he still got convicted of a crime. You know what I'm saying? Even, even uh, you know, like our Vice President Cheney shot his friend with a shotgun. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't do no time. But Jason Williams shot a, a limo driver, and he's in locked up right now. He's but locked Black up right Bird now. shot himself and got two years. About it. You know, that's only but he lied about it. So, but you know, so it's like justice is nowhere near balanced if you don't have money. So we, it's an economical, social, you know, problem that has to be dealt with. And if we don't deal with that. Then you can let them all of them out. You can, oh, you can walk. You can start the walk free program tomorrow. Okay, if you did this, 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 and this, okay, now you out. Now you just out, and everybody's scared. Everybody knowing if you, especially if you are a rapist or you know you, you rape somebody or did, you know did something like that. Oh, we letting all these people out now. We activating, protesting, and saying we don't want this person in our community. So we don't want this person in our community. Where is they? they so now they got to go stay under a bridge somewhere and get benefits. That's the, that's going to you know usurp the, the, from the from the from the from the state to take care of this person who's living under a bridge getting general assistance because we don't we don't we not when he gets out we are not saying oh let's put him through job corps let's have him build the bridge that he's sleeping under you know what I'm saying there's you know we just put him out oh I'm free what is that, that that's good for a year two years maybe three God God maybe willing we five. should have okay. maybe we should build one of those big uh one of those big projects housing housing project things like at New Jack City and just put them yeah, all in the there. Carter. Yeah, the Carter. Put that's, them in the Carter and let them rob his and, and, and rape each other and just leave it there. Put a big fence around it. That's, but, but with no prison guards. Just let them have fun. You got a whole bunch of, listen, you got a whole bunch of people who are convicted felons who can't associate with convicted felons. Right, right. So what are you gonna do? Wear a scarlet? What are you gonna do? Wear a scar? A scarlet letter? You gonna wear a bracelet that says, you "Don't sit next to me. I'm a convicted felon." And if you do, you you run the risk of getting uh, violated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it, it makes no it makes no sense all around. So you know, with, with either one of the bills, I hope that there's some kind something written in it that that brings you know bring to bear. Because that's what that's maybe there's other Democrats or Republicans that think just like me and say, yeah, I would like to have them have shorter sentences also. But do you do you think them having three hots and a cot, uh, you know, whatever camaraderie they have with the other prison cellies and what have you, and them having health and health and dental and vision, you know, benefits now? How are they gonna? How is that gonna translate when they're free and they can't feed themselves and they can't right. and they don't have health insurance and they don't? You know what I mean? So you saying? But that, again, you, you're changing you, the subject because these are talking about lifer situations and they have yeah. to be able to show they have all that lined up. You're talking about regular parolees. You're not talking about lifers. Yeah, lifers just, have to have that lined up before they get out. Yeah, this whole bill was talking about lifers and. And, and the people, like like Leonard was saying earlier, is the lifers are the ones that if they get their stuff lined up, 
were saying that instead of life without parole, give them to 25 years to life. Right? Is that I understand, I understand. I understand exactly what you. I understand exactly where you're coming from, but I'm still saying that the they're still going to be. They're still going to be. No, not, not even lifers. Okay, let's just deal with the lifers. They're still right. going to be put in a position that when they get out, they're still going to be on parole, and the situation in which they can easily go back is still going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that you, is you there. fight, fight but for them to get out. From the past 21 years, have shown. Only 13 out of 988 have ended up being convicted of new crimes. They have the lowest recidivism rate of anybody. I mean, that's good. I mean, that's 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 good, but that that should just mean they 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 were smarter. I know I know people that that put in serious demonstrations and they never did any time. So who's the smartest? You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying, after a while, you probably just figured out how not to make the same dumb mistakes that you made before. And that's what that exactly that's I think if you put it in plain layman's terms, that's exactly what this whole bill is. People who who've learned to not make the same dumb mistakes and they learn from their stupid mistakes that got them in there, you know, they should be able to come out or at least be go stand for a parole, you know, get their get their sentence changed and then come out. I mean if you put it in layman's terms, that's pretty it that's pretty much it. Right. Layman's terms is like you said. You got to have family members writing letters, and if you don't have no writing, no family to write letters, you can't get out. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying I, that. I'm not, say, I'm not saying that. Our, I don't know any of my family member that actually wrote a letter for Leonard. Did anybody write letters <laughs> to Leonard? There were a few people that did. Yeah, like, I mean, most of my letters came from people that I met while I was in prison that they knew about the work that I was doing in the area of restorative justice and violence prevention and trying to educate other people, as well as the work I was doing in the church, that they're the ones that stepped up and wrote letters. Yeah, because I can tell you the majority of my family was pretty much considered him a murderer, right? And right. it was like, we're not going to support a murderer, and that's it. And that and that was plain. They didn't even think of him as, that's my nephew, that's my you know, my cousin, they, that's how, that's how they thought. And I'm thinking that's how a lot of people think. And so he got most of his support from outside of the family, you know, besides right. his, his immediate family, his brothers and his, and his mom and dad. But, but yeah, it wasn't, I, I, I could, I could sit here from the inside of the family saying that, no, the support didn't come from inside the family. Is that right, Leonard? Pretty much. Yeah. You know, so, so it, it's pretty much what you do and how you, how you, how you, how you, you create your own fate. In in life is right, right. You got to create your own right. fate. You know, in life is what you make it. Right. So it's like it's like if I want to go to if I want to get accepted to a college, I get letters from certain pe- certain you know people who are have a certain standing in the community. If I want to be a doctor, I get this this right. letter. If I want to, you know what I mean. So if I want to be a lawyer, I get these letters from these other attorneys. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I just it's it's, it's not. I don't want to say gaming the system. It's just be, some people are blind to the blind. fact, you know, and, and 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 they may not even know. Even if the bill is passed, they may not even know unless and unless people go to, from prison to prison and say, hey, you know this new bill. It says da 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 da. You know what I mean? Unless some, another prison attorney you know, get the information and, and start, 
helping that person. And that person may be serving life and can't even get himself out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, man. That's, 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 it's, you know, the system is kind of fucked up. I mean, we could just say it like that. The system is fucked up. People, people are, are, are what they are. And, you know, you got, you got a game of system. This, this is a, a capitalistic society where you have to go for yours. You know, Omizi, you want to be a dope ass rapper, you get with the, the best in the Bay Area and, and you travel. You know, if you right. were just some, if you were just some, some independent artist thinking, oh, I want to do this, I want to, you knew what you wanted to do and you got on the bus right. and you did it. All right? Right. And, right. And, and, and Mike wants to be a comedian, he's, he's struggling every day. Every Tuesday, he's mm-hmm. having his little five people come out to his, his open mic session, you know, and, but he's, and, he's, he's, per, he's pursuing that. You know, and you know, and, and and life is pretty much what you make it. That's that's just the way it is. Leonard wanted to get out, he did what he had to do. Right. You know, so anybody out there that's listening, I gotta get going, cuz. Okay, man. <laughs> I got I'm a not... job interview to go go to right now, so I need to go ahead. Hey, stay free, hey, 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 hey. At the end of the day, homie, stay free. Why? You know what I'm saying? Stay out the way. Always. Square up. Square up. If if you you know what I'm saying, if you in a situation, you know, like this one time, like I said, I was at the movies with my wife one time. You know what I'm saying? There's some youngsters in in the movie theater, and they was making a lot of noise. And there was a couple in the front, and my wife was like, you know, say something. And I was like, man, I'm not messing. Man, leave them youngsters alone. And a couple, a white couple in front of me said something. He was like, shut up, bitch. Like you know what I'm saying? So it's like choices. Just turn the other cheek. You got to right. do it because this is the hell. This is the hand that you have been dealt. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So you you know you gotta exactly. walk on the eggshells. You gotta walk on the eggshells so you get off that paper, boy. Yeah, definitely. But man, even man. I, even once you, I'm off the paper, I still gotta keep my head strong, right. yeah, yeah, head up, and not let. But you still don't have you don't have that guillotine, stone. right? You don't have that 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 one step guillotine over your neck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, yeah, I understand that. I understand that. Man, all right. Well, I gotta cut out. You guys, let it, it, thank you for the opportunity for letting me speak. You know, plus, plus the, he's, he's a big boy like you, uh, Omiji, so ain't nobody going to mess with him anyway. <laughs> he, he got them big shoulders. Now you're just sitting up just walking like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, so Leonard, just, man, one thing, just one Go last ahead. thing is, again, about SB9, people need to try. I, I know most people don't call their senators and assembly people. But that needs to take place. One of the people that Adam mentioned was on the fence is Democratic Assemblywoman Susan Bonilla out of Concord, which is out of you guys' area. So people need to call her and try and get her to to open her eyes up and see, give these youngsters a chance. It's it's not a bill that's just going to let them out. It's a bill that if they've been doing the right thing, it gives them an opportunity to be heard. Would it help it's if the we right send her flowers or, or give her a gift certificate to me, Pueblo? Nah, don't do any of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, peace out. All right, Leonard. You know, at, at, at the end of the day, Camacho, I think at the end of the day, they should they should pass the bills so that at the end of the day, and give it to like hey, I just got I just got a life sentence today. If I know that there's a bill that says if I do this, that, and the other, I can possibly get out. 
that'll, that'll tell me going in, I'm not going to join a gang. I'm not going to fall right. victim. I'm, I'm, I'm a, from day one, as soon as I get my cell, I'm going straight to, to my schooling, my job, whatever. I'm volunteering, whatever I got to do, I'm going to start that instantly, stay away from the people that I'm not supposed to be around. And I'm going to, you know, hopefully in 15, 20 years, you know what I'm saying, and I'll be able to, I'll be able to make a move, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. That that was a good that was a that was a good hour and fifteen minutes we spent on that topic. Uh, yeah, it was deep. What did you guys just disappear? Where's Peter Parker? Are you listening to us? I I don't know if we could hear us. Or or anyways, Mike, how was that? You did you stay yeah, quiet that whole time? Yeah, you know sometimes it's better just kind of listen in, you know. Hear what other people have to say. You know, you don't know, don't always have to uh, chip in if you don't really have uh, much right. more to say. I mean, he just said, you know, some deep stuff. So I'm like, oh, that's good. That's cool. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk more about some football and also little Wayne got hurt on a skateboard. We're going to talk about that. There's some more stuff oh, in the no. news. I know, and, and especially Libya. Libya is. Uh, oh yeah, Libya is going down. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about that stuff. I want to tell everybody who's listening, if you want your ad on Soul Kitchen Radio, send me uh, send me something, soulkitchenradio1 at gmail.com. But until until then, i got to play stuff like this. The following ad is completely waste of time. Attention radio listeners. Attention this is Contrano for Radio. This is not a car ad. No truck, no RV, no SUV. Not even a skateboard. Because we've got nothing to sell. We just like to yell and use plenty of reverb. We even make up Spanish words. No, Estado de Romero es Amarillo. But we don't sell cars. And if you act now, it's our special offer to you. We'll throw in, with no strings attached, absolutely nothing. No, break it to the end of nothing. So call, go buy, or visit your grandma as soon as possible. Just don't come see us. Because we don't sell anything. Here's the part where we talk real fast so you don't know how bad you're getting screwed. With a quick credit, some restrictions pay apply. Look both ways before crossing. Screw in the gets before the hatch. Thug a flying first class and they ain't talking 
the sticky, icky sack of Mary Jane. So gone, I was smoke, feel like I'm about to crash. That's what a to get for getting with that bad tank. Looking slitch, flash bops got me on their radar. I'm trying to take you home, baby, I don't need to stay far. Roll with a thug, gon' show a how love. Cause you the baddest, got a scene in this club. I ain't looking for no love, I'm looking for a freak. Now let me beat it up till I fall out to sleep. The boss dive deep, better act around by me. I keep them girls from, they say they can't live without me. Man, it's all it's all in there, man. You know, I you know I, I feel for a lot of the, the youth that's locked up, man, because you know I've been watching the uh, you know I got a lot of folks that's like my, my one of my artists, Young Spitzo, is locked up. He ain't got no life and nothing like that. But you know he, he you know he played you know he uh, was homeschooled. His mother gave him everything he wanted. He wanted to be a producer or a rapper, and she homeschooled him and she did everything she was supposed to do. Worked hard, and he still got caught up because why? He's in them streets, and when you're in the streets. And peer pressure is a motherfucker just even in high school, just going to school, peer pressure. You can get girls to do whatever and boys to do whatever, to drink, smoke, whatever. Now imagine on the streets where you got absentee parents and and, and, and all they're doing is kicking it with their folks, you know, coming home at midnight and what have you, and then thinking that they're going to just go take a shower and go to school and, you know, and play basketball and do their homework and all that. Man, that's, that's just not going down. You know what that's I'm right, saying? Man. man, that's crazy. So on the phone... Finally, after like a four-week hiatus going through all this personal stuff, Gary Archer is on the phone, everybody. Gary Archer, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) What's up, gentlemen? What's up, player? Hey, Gary, first of all, all, how was the the backpack giveaway yesterday with Mr. Fab? It was phenomenal. You know, the fourth straight month, successful, peaceful event. We gave out close to a thousand. 
some backpacks, about 950 backpacks full of school supplies. We fed probably about 600 families, um, played about 13, 15 games of basketball, and had about 27 police cars show up um, to act like it was some sort of riot going on, prison riot. Um, it took us about an hour and a half to get the police to leave, but eventually they left. But, you know, when they pulled up, they all jumped out their cars like in riot gear, hopping out arm to arm like like wow. it was about to be some crazy. It was weird. It was like, you know, so instantly, you know, our, our instant, the way we've been trained in the streets is to instantly move away from the situation. Right. Now, me and Fab is trying to take a different approach. We address the situation. We instantly walk towards the police, instantly, which is right. you don't do, but we do because we need to let them know how stupid they are for being here like that. So we went over there and, and you know, started talking to the police, and it took a lot of convincing, man. They was like, oh, so you guys ain't got permits? Oh, we're going to have to shut this down. Oh, hold on, you ain't got this? And we're like, we're like, no, nah, we ain't got that, but we got a thousand backpacks full of stuff, and we got food for 600 families that we're feeding right now. That's what we do got. <laughs> what about that? that? You ain't asking about that. Oh, uh, well, you know, you're supposed to notify the city. Like, he's going through all these little, a bunch of little little loopholes and, and ladders trying to make us jump over these, jump, jump through these fire hoops. And we just let him know, if you want to shut it down, shut it down. This is what we're doing, though. And we'll be back next month doing the same thing. No permits, no nothing. And they was like, man. So then they then half of them left. They left six cars there. They put two on one side, two on the other side, two on the other side. They got out the car, and they watched for about 30, 40 minutes. Then, you know, they came. You guys, guys got to turn the music off at 520. Oh, you can't have, you know, neighbors complaining. We're like, all the neighbors are here. What are you talking about? Right. Like, what are you talking about, 520? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like, if I was building a house, I'd be out here jackhammering until 10 at night. What are you talking about? I said, I, I said, I ain't building a house. I'm building a community. We should be able to make as much noise as we want during the daytime. What are you talking about? So you know, you know what? Music? You know what's really terrible, Gary? Is on the news. All we seen this morning on the news was fights from the Raiders Niners game. We didn't see nothing about the good community service that you and Fab did yesterday. It's crazy. Only only one news news channel actually aired the footage. We think three or four came by, but only Channel Seven. Thank God for Channel Seven. Recognize the good news in Oakland, as well as Sean Kennedy's outlet, Good News in Oakland. They were there representing as well. They were there the whole day. And uh, Channel 7 gave us some love last night and again this morning. We very much appreciate that because we know the news is not in business to tell good news. So we That's appreciate right. them going against, going against a format to help us out, raise the awareness in our community. And, you know, and that's what it was. It wasn't mere fab. It was a community effort. You know, we, we just had to be the popular people that, that, that got the attention. But the community came together and made this happen. And not just North Oakland, the whole Bay Area, maybe not as many from outside Oakland as we want. That's going to happen next time, but it's slowly growing. We had people from almost every city in there, all ages, kids from everywhere. And, and nothing's – D-Ray's putting up pictures now on the, on the Twitter. Take a look, man. You see hundreds and hundreds of kids wearing a backpack, smiling, going through the backpack, showing each other what they got. It's like just – that's what it's about, man. Kids don't even act like that way on the first day of school because, one, they show up, they ain't got no new clothes, they don't got money for lunch that day. And the, and the first thing the teacher say is, first thing the teacher tell you is you need these supplies. You're like, damn, I couldn't even afford lunch. How am I going to get that? You know what I mean? And that's, that's, what, that's what we don't want kids to worry about. You know, first, first is, is the material to make yourself educated with or without school. Secondly, we're going to find a way to feed these kids every day. 
Right now, we're trying to educate them. And, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully some big corporations are going to wake up and, and, and recognize our influence and our power and maybe align themselves with us to try to help, help create better futures for the Bay Area and the West Coast. No, you guys are the new Black Panthers. That's what I can call you because that's exactly what the Black Panthers was put together to do. You know, so you know, and, and you know that's that, that's kind of our motto in a sense of we ain't, we don't care what rules we break as long as we're saving lives, and 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 that's that's the mission we're pushing. Live and free. We don't care what rules we break as long as people stay alive, and you know, and they everyone else is worried about the rules instead of the the health and the lives. That cop didn't say nothing about the two year old boy that just got shot the day before that, or the three year old boy that just got killed a week before that. That cop right. worried about permits. I'm like, man, you worried about permits? It's crazy. I, I said, there's more cops here than we was at the shooting yesterday for the two year old boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you talking about? And I said, the funny thing is, if we would have called you, police should take you two days to get here. <laughs> so whatever you talking about, Mr. Officer, is crazy. Don't you have a sergeant that can come talk to us? Yeah, that's you know? just wow. Man, we, we ain't scared of the police no more. Me and Fab and the way we do so much good in the real life. We don't break laws, man. We I, I encourage police encounters with me because I'm ready to fight my place. I'm ready to go to jail, all that, because they can't keep me. I'm a community leader. I'm, I'm, I don't care what these dudes, no matter what they do, they ain't going to stop us. Because like I said, it's bigger than me and Fab. We got the next set coming. <laughs> That's it. Right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you know, like, like I said, it, it all comes down to education for the police as well as for the uh, for the community. I think the police need to be educated a little better on who who's able to, to to hold community meetings in a peaceful manner and who can't. What, what what's a real gang? What what what's a gang injunction and, and and what's a community injunction? Right now, they they say it's a gang injunction, but they really community injunction people. They throwing everyone on that list and worried about it later. You have to fight the case to get yourself off the list. That's right, bullshit. Right. You know that? There, there, ain't, there ain't no there ain't no there ain't no no steps they gotta go through to put you on the list. And they just had to see you one time in that neighborhood with the right person. Oh, mm-hmm. you on the list? You ain't allowed there ever again. Like, whoa, what the hell? Oh, oh, unless your daddy got about fifty thousand dollars to fight this case to get you off that list, but you know, exactly. then you know that's that's the way the system throws throws charges at us. They throw charges at us to get us to plea. They're not throwing charges at us to get us to convict us. They want us to plea so they can say, "Look, I told you, he pled to that." You know what I mean? Nah, we can't afford to fight it, so we gotta plea to it. It's crazy, and then that's what we're changing. We're changing. You know, we, we we're gonna develop a system where we can help all these community people. Through through laws, through through lawyers, but starts with education. Period. We've been lucky enough to be educated, and you know, and and we did dumb for a while. And it's time to grow up. You know, we we understand our tactics led people maybe in the wrong direction, but we were just having fun. We had no idea the impact of the movement was gonna be. That's man. real. Definitely, man. That, that man. Shout out to you guys for doing for doing what you were doing, man. And and he got he got cut off, but. You know that that was a big thing. Fab was putting that on Twitter a lot. Did you guys? I know you guys were you guys were out in uh, you guys were out in Norway. Norway. So you, couldn't, you couldn't do that. You guys even missed the summer jam, the 25th anniversary. I, of course, I missed it too. It's not the same without uh, without it being outside. You know, summer jam yeah. inside inside. So, so I know. So I, think, so, I just think it's, it's yeah, like we was talking about. I just think earlier we was talking about, you know, uh, the thought police. You know, they want to be thought police. They want to try to prevent something from happening by saying, 
because there's a whole bunch of minorities together, I think that somebody's going to get hurt. Therefore, I'm going to I'm going to convict the crowd before they even do anything. You you have because of your assembly, you have been convicted of maybe thinking of a fight breaking out. You know what I'm saying? So they just right. they would rather they would rather not deal with it and just cancel it than than having a rational sergeant come in and look at the situation and say, as long as it's okay and nothing happens, then we'll let it we'll allow it to continue. But if something jumps off, then we're gonna have to stop it. So that's and that's the approach that a sensible sergeant would have made if they would have stepped up, you know what I mean, and, and did the right thing. Yeah, definitely. So at least they let them. At least they let them keep it going. You know what I mean? Because 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 if they don't, it's a double edged sword. If they don't show up, then then it's like and it's something happening. Where are the police at? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Saying, it, it why is. Was why was it no police here? You know what I'm saying? I so mean, you you have to. I, I would say. I would I would say you know I wasn't really against the police showing up to the thing, but if they try to shut it down, then that would have been a different story. But the fact that he at least got a chance to to talk to the to talk to the police and 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 he got they got some it sounded like they got some police that kind of was like okay well we we understand but their first reaction when they come out he said they came out in riot gear and stuff that's not cool. There's yeah, not a some, right. Some, some 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 police are really just at the end of the day scary. Every every police officer is not dirt, dirty hairy. A lot of them are afraid, which is why they have a whole bunch of discharges. If they see you reaching for a lighter, they gonna squeeze because they they blood. We not understand when when they pull a, when they pull a minority over. Well, you know I, I don't just want to say minority, but when they pull somebody over. They heart is pumping, you know what I'm saying? They start sweating and carrying on, you know what I mean? So they, they, as soon as they get out the car, they in fight or flight. They ready to squeeze at, you know. Think about they it. Raise, that, that's raise. a tough. That's a tough job. It, it's a tough job to be in. You got, you got to think about your kids all the time because because you might meet somebody who who looks cool and just shoot you in the head, you know. And then and then your kids are 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 uh, fatherless. You know, so you know one thing about one thing about Sacramento is it, it didn't used to be a whole bunch of people killing police, but that's starting to change. As far as there, you know, there's a few people between here and Woodland that's you know that's either been shooting cops or shooting at cops, or you know what I'm saying, or or they got the one cat that's going to court right now for killing a cop. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people are more brazen. They not you know they're not afraid. Of the police no more Just like Gary said You know When when the police came He walked up to them They ain't riot gear Who walked right. into that Everybody Everybody don't Ain't built like that uh, Just like back in the days When we was doing clubs And the police Would shut up, uh, show up and, and all of a sudden The promoter would be Getting in, getting ready to run Out the back door Why? Because he didn't have No permits You know what I'm saying So it's like But the new technology When they got these new clubs Police come The owner come out Talk to them. They get back in their car and they brush off. Why? Because that dude got lawyers and everything on deck just in case something like that happens. You know what I'm saying? They quick with the, you know, they quick with the unlawful assembly and all that and all that whatnot. You know, uh, sometimes you do got to just do the due diligence and get the permits. Sometimes you can't. You might be shooting a video. You ain't got time to get no permits, and you just go for what you know. And when they say move, you push. So you just gotta if you got if if the, the event was a success. Nobody got hurt, then that's a check. That's a good. That's a plus. 
So the next time you do it, then they ha- then you just you instantly go back to the fact that nothing happened, and you had a successful event. So when they come the next time, you can just say that to them instantly. We need a sergeant because last time we did this, it was no problem. Or when they go to get their permit, they can say last time we did it, it was no problem. There was no arrest and whoop doop doop. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. So hey Gary, way it worked hey, out. Hey Gary, is there is there a chance that maybe next time when you guys do an uh, event like that, you could maybe hire some off duty cops to to bring a car out. I mean, there is, we would love to do that. If the police, if the police are part of our community, the the police from Oakland don't even live in Oakland, man. Like I would love to support an officer from Oakland that lives in Oakland. Yeah. Come on off duty and come hang out with us. I want community members. We had community leaders as our security. Right. That's what we had. had, But if you you went to the Oakland police and said, Hey, this is what we're doing. And we would like you guys to be a part of it. And then that way you include them. And, and I know, whether they no, live I mean, in Oakland or like, not, just, just the fact that no, they're... It sounds like a great idea. I mean, it sounds like a great idea on the surface. Right. Just, you know, just understand we had these community leaders all came and did it for free. Then police people are going to charge two to $300 per officer to come right. out and just hang out. And, and you know, that... No, we... Fab gets paid to go places. Too Short gets paid to go places. Compton Minutes gets paid to go places. Everyone came for free. You know what I mean? Right. So we all came out for the community. Now, I, I would hope the police would be like, you know what, I'm off duty. I'm going to come check that out and, and help you guys security that. But, no, it's going to become, uh, you know, a business for them. And I'm not yeah, trying to be yeah, a business is, for yeah. them because the, the money, all money needs to go to buying more food and backpacks. That, right. that's, that's the whole hype. Like, it ain't about we don't want to get permits. Everything costs more money, and every dollar got spent on that. Every dollar of donated our own money. I agree with the way you guys did it. We, exactly. We, I agree 100%. We can't wait to, you know what I mean? Our life is we broke right now. We can't wait to do some more shows and get some more money. But that's what we're willing to do because we know our talent brings us money. So we'll spend it all. And that's, right. and that's, it's, and so our hype is we ain't got time to spend $1,000 on three cops. Right. Yeah, that's I, that's I, a I, lot I, of families could eat right there. That's someone's rent for the month. For yeah, Oakland. I'd much rather pay someone's truly, rent for the month. I truly, I truly believe because, you know, uh, you know, church organizations they can assemble. You know, what I mean, they can they can get together. It's just, is you know, it's the it's the it's the goodness, um, but it's the the technicality of, you know, it's, it seems like a rap function. Maybe, uh, you know, what I'm saying churches are able to to get away with it. They don't come smash on churches for some reason. You know, what I'm saying when it's yeah. a bunch of black folks, it's just it's just it's just at at you got you you did that you did a smash you know like you know how we shoot videos you pull up and you shoot them yeah. all you know what I'm saying so you that's what you did you got away with it. it's good you know what I'm saying but now you got it more smarter and you're able to go back to the situation even more smart you know what I'm saying no absolutely not, absolutely and, and and I appreciate you saying that because we were gathering all info pictures and and media things so we could so next time it could be bigger even obviously you know right. we definitely yeah. you know. I, you know, we want to do it again next year, and hopefully, like I said, corporate sponsors be aligned. And then, then of course, we we involve in everyone at all levels. But until it grows to that point, every dollar of our money has to go to these kids, man. You know, it would be so awesome if uh, maybe the Oakland Coliseum would would just just donate their their property for that one day. You know, for you guys to come in, and then you know maybe they could sell food or whatever inside for anybody else. Absolutely. I'm, I'm Man, that would be great. That, that could be one of the biggest yeah, events the, uh, in the Bay Area. I, I think it was like, I think it was like two years ago. 
because me and me and my cousin T Man, we did a song called Backpack, right? So they had a, they got an organization called Oakland Natives, and they did a backpack, you know, drive with Abdul uh, Rahim. You know, Abdul Rahim used to play for the Kings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and they had the mayor. It was right there, you know, at City Hall. It was very successful. You know, a whole bunch of folk from everywhere came. They had U-Haul trucks full of backpacks. You know, it was, it was a wonderful event. They had Raphael, uh, Dwayne Wiggins performed. We we performed like it was big. So it's just like aligning yourself with the, with the undeniables that you know people that they can't deny makes makes things easier. You know, sometimes it's Absolutely. just a matter of hooking hook, up with the right the right people. You know what I mean? So if you if y'all go hook up with Oakland native Tatiana over there. I guarantee yeah, yeah. you, man, you can make it. You can make it bigger, bro. On everything, I got her contact and everything, man. I, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need that because that's where we're trying to take it. And you know, but you know, you know, like you know, they all want to. Like, like the most important thing is what you said before: a successful event, no arrests, no injuries, nothing but good news from that. So now, now when yeah. we come to them with our idea, we, you know, we hold a little more weight. You know, that's you know, we we be at all these all these city meetings, man, like. Me and Fab be in the back raising our hand, ask, asking questions. I know they know us, they, and I know they see us coming. So, you know what I mean? we definitely trying to align ourselves with them. Um, I, I just know that Oakland wasn't prepared this year to do that through the uh, the mayor transfer and all the things. They were trying to get their life together, and, and we you were telling them we're going to do it anyway. You know what sucks yeah, is, 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 is it seems like every year you're going to come up, well, Oakland wasn't prepared to do that. They're always going to say that. So, you know what? And that's why we keep doing our thing. And and next time we'll just promote it a little a little further out, so maybe people that want to get involved can get involved a little sooner. I mean, this is this was with this was with ten days of promotion. Yeah, this I was, remember this it was. came out last week. I seen. Like, you know, uh, no, but you know what? No, but you know what, Gary? At the end of the day, in this day and age, you did it the way you were supposed to do it. Yeah, Fuck just that. Do that shit. You know Straight up, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and you know, and past side, yeah, we're, we're gonna try to do it better next time, any way exactly. we can. And and that's you know, awesome, and we're glad it went off right. And that's, that's and that's awesome, for real, man. man. I appreciate, I appreciate that. Hats, hats off, hats off, to everybody that took part, because that's because you know, especially <laughs> in Oakland, for you to do that in Oakland and have the, the the gall to even put it together. A lot of these motherfuckers out here, soft sissy, sissified motherfuckers, they can't put nothing like that together. So you Especially with all that shit that's going on right yeah, now, all the gangs and this yeah, and that, and the conference. And, and, and that's thinking, thinking motherfucker to pull off something like that. The fact that y'all had a successful event in this day and age, was that's excellent. Man, you know, I appreciate that, man. That's we just... And it, I think it has it has to do with community, though, like uh, that we are really grounded in our community. We just ain't from Oakland and then trying to show up one, and we took off for a year or six months trying to come back to an event. It's like, man, I see this dude everywhere at the Oscar Grant right. thing, at the, at, at the Meserly thing. This dude speaking at the at the Books Not Bars thing. This guy was in San Quentin. Like, everyone sees, like, how we moving. So so the community's like, you know what, I'm going to listen to them. You know, like, 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 you, like you said, almost anyone can't pull that off. Right. As soon as they get, as soon as that, as soon as they get it out their mind that it's not a publicity stunt, then they, then they understand it. You can't make them believe it if they just believe in their mind that it's a publicity stunt. You know what the most stunt. important thing is, Gary? The most important thing is there's about 200 kids that got backpacks right now and are ready for school. What's the rest? Oh, there's 800 the kids that got backpacks, baby. It was big. It was yeah. big. Yeah, that's, that's the most important thing. 
We clean Walmart, Target. I'm telling you, we clean Walmart, Target, Walgreens, everyone out, bro. They was cleaned out. Like, just imagine, imagine if we had a real place to buy stuff at, at bulk. We was out there like... Like ten, everyone had a shopping cart, like Manny style, filling it up, and like, jeez, Louise, like yeah, it was, it was it. incredible that it can't came uh-huh. off. Like it was crazy. I wish I was there, a lot man. Of people. I would definitely be there at the next one, man. I wish I was there. Yeah, be, you know, for sure. You know, we're definitely gonna have one again next year. But you know, we we, we try to do a free, a, at least give away food once a month in Oakland, man, and, and that's what we're gonna try man, to continue you know that as well. You know what? As, let me tell you something. As soon as and this is this is on the real Gary. As soon as we get, as soon as the Bay and the whole get rid of all that controversy, then shit like that would be more glorified and exalted. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, when we, absolutely. When, the, when we work, when we able to work in an atmosphere where it's more love in the atmosphere, that's when it'll blossom and everything will be everything. You know what I'm saying? That's what we need to get back. Absolutely. To. Yeah, absolutely. I you know. Let's, let's get on. Let's get on to a onto a better note right now. I mean, not a better note, but that was that was great, Gary. Hundred percent, man. Great job for you guys. You guys, you guys I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, buddy. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I want to. I want to. Absolutely, I wanna absolutely. Uh, I got some good news today, and here it is. So it's just like this. You hear oh, that in the background? You hear that in the background? The Raiders today oh, just drafted Terrell Pryor. Now, I think I think with all the controversy. Real prior guy in his background, I think he's a perfect fit for our system. So the Raiders just got Terrell Pryor in the uh, supplemental draft today. Jason Campbell went out with a concussion against the 49ers. So, and 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 I wonder what I wonder what they plan on doing with this guy, Terrell Pryor. <laughs> They're hoping he could play. Yeah, I mean, I, he said he's ready. He told you, Jason, he's ready to come. So. I don't know. I know he's probably not going to be right away, but he might move into that second spot behind Kyle Bowler, and then be right. He's going to need. Yeah, he's going to need. Uh, he's going to need Gary Archer to take him under his wing around 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 Oakland. He he needs to become popular if he thinks I'm staying. Man, I got to take him to some spots. <laughs> hey, that's real. Cool. I'll ask that that up fast. <laughs> Man, that's for really. Yeah, you know the the Raiders are scrambling right now. You know what I mean? Believe that. I I totally agree with that move. Um, Did you guys hear about the fake Brett Favre yesterday? There was a fake Brett Favre at the Green Bay Packers training camp. He was signing autographs for for all kinds of fans. And he looked like Brett Favre. He was wearing a number four. To the bootleg Favre? I'm feeling that. The bootleg (laughs) Favre. Oh, it was at uh, at the Minnesota Vikings training camp. Oh, wow. Minnesota Vikings training camp, and this is what, since agent Buss Cook thinks retired, quarterback Brett Favre is Elvis. It's fitting that football's version of the king now has an impersonator. Per the Green Bay Press Gazette, a man who looks like Favre has been showing up signing autographs. Guy even wears a Favre jersey. Oh, the Packers version, not the, not the Vikings or the Jets, or whatever team Brett Favre may play for next. Favre's travel coordinator, David Tom Thomason, Tells the Press Gazette that Favre hasn't been in Green Bay since last year's game between the Vikings and the Packers. Jerry Watson, who owns the stadium, uh, owns the stadium view bar and grill in, in Oshwaben, said the imposter arrived Thursday night and signed autographs for 15 minutes. This guy's a phony, Watson said, but he keeps his head down so you can't get a good look at him. Here he's 
Here's hoping that it's actually the guy from the What Should I Do parody. I definitely asked for his autograph. So, so on the phone we do have we have Brett Favre on the phone talking about this this thing. Brett, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Pretty <laughs> so, good. You know, I went out there today. We think about this imposter, Brett. Well, you know, everybody wants to be a Brett Favre, but nobody wants to be a Brett Favre. Right. So nobody, you think this imposter can throw as many interceptions as you? Oh, nobody can throw as many interceptions as me. I'm the best. I'm the greatest at what I do. I mean, she she gonna go out there and try, but you know he he can never sling it the way I do. I make those interceptions look good. But you know, if anything, it's all about the publicity, and I like the publicity. So I mean, if he's gonna go out there. I'll show his face. That means I'm probably going to sell more jeans by the end of the day. All right. So so what's, what's the word, Brett? Are you actually retiring now? Uh, well, there is a slight chance I might be coming back uh, at, at the mid-season. You know, I, I can't, you know, I can only mow my lawn for so long before I can, before I want to go back in that football field. So, I mean, I feel like I can get at least a hundred more interceptions if I go out there. All right. Well, that's good. All right, Brett. So hopefully we'll, we'll see you out there, man. Um, go meet this guy. Go get you an autograph, buddy. Somebody just tweeted. Yeah, uh, somebody just tweeted that the Forty Nine er Raider preseason games from now on will be canceled. Wow. So basically, that was, that was the last game. Niners, baby! Yeah, that was all day on the news, bro. They're saying that all day on the news. Yeah, they were talking about that this morning, too. I didn't get a chance to listen to it. But I think they just need to bring them in Oakland. In Oakland, they don't have... You know what the problem oh, is in no. San Francisco? Oh, this is no. what I was telling in San Francisco. The problem in San Francisco is that stadium is too damn small. When you walk through the hallways, you're bumping into everybody. You know, that's... In Oakland, you don't, you don't really have that. It's not... I don't think there's as much violence in Oakland. And then in San Francisco, you get that. That's where all the, I think a lot of it is all the Nortanos. They come together and they wear the red 40, 14 jerseys, you know, and it's, and you don't know if they're gang members. You don't know if they're just dudes that, that love the 49ers or what, but it's, it's, it's crazy out there. And I think Camacho, a lot of it has to do with that Camacho, stadium. Camacho, Camacho, yeah. the, the Raiders, the Raiders play in the hood, right? Yeah, I've seen I've seen 49ers get you know uh, Dolphin fans get beat up. You know what I'm saying? That is that is the black hole, bro. It is not good to be there wearing nothing both about any other team but the Raiders. Okay, both, so both stadiums are in the hood, though. Both of them are, are in the yeah, hood. But, but yeah, yeah but the Niners well, stadium is just like shitty. It's the smallest stadium in the NFL. And, oh, it's, and, yeah, it's definitely a horrible stadium. I, I just think it has to do with the, the security presence, people that could really that really look like security. You got all these people with yellow coats that don't mean shit. That's what right. it is. Take out some of that money. Have, if, if you have 1,500 police there, there will not be the same shit going on. But you have 1,500 of them dudes in yellow, yellow jackets like you can't go here, yeah, that don't stop nothing. I'm going to fight everyone yeah, in front yeah. of that dude. means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's only six cops, twenty cops. That ain't nothing. You need a thousand cops. <laughs> Look, we got uh, we got the New England Patriots coming to Oakland, and Mike is coming there. But Mike said 
he's going to wear his Patriots jersey. Now, he's going to be with me mm-hmm. and, and whoever else is, is with us. But, Mike, are you sure you want to do that? Yeah, you know, just feel like it's time to put my life on the line. Just uh, it's a <laughs> personal experience, you know. Experiment just to see if I can come out of this alive. <laughs> Man, I, here, here's what I understand from from traveling the world. Like, like I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Omizi could tell you, traveling the world on these football games. I wear my Niner jersey everywhere. And what I've noticed is, when you go places, as long as you're with someone from that town, it's usually good. Don't try to show up with you and your seven friends that are all Patriot fans and think you're going to run through Oakland Coliseum. That's not going to happen. But 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 if but you could show up with five Raider fans and two two people of them got Patriots jerseys, it's going to be fun. It's going to be nothing like, ah, you buster got this. That's what, it's going to be a little fun, little talking situation. Ain't no one going to slap that person. Ain't no one going to push them. They're like, oh, he's with some Raider fans. Okay, there's just some homies. Okay, we're, good, we're with that. It's when you try to when you try to Opposed by yourself The Patriots don't even come in there by themselves They come in with a whole team Mm-mm. So how are you going to go in that stadium by yourself with that jersey on You better be with someone else yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you down. what I took my buddy I took my buddy who was a Tennessee Titans fan I took him through the parking lot one day When he wore his Eddie George jersey We walked yeah. a long way to the entrance And he went through the parking lot There was a little two year old going You suck Eddie George Titans suck yeah, you're, you're going to get that. You expect a verbal abuse, but, it, you know, yeah. it's not going to get any further than that as long as you're with the right people, as long, thing long as you don't have that. And the one thing I'm, I want to tell everybody who's NFL fans, Raiders, 49ers, Eagles, you know, Browns are, are got grilled, the dog pound and stuff like that, is it is what you make it. You know, it's verbal. It's verbal. That's what I'm saying. Don't take it farther than that. You don't get paid from that team. You don't. You don't. You're not paid to to fight for that team. So it's verbal. Absolutely. And the person. Ninety percent of all fights. Ninety percent of all the fights are probably the reaction to the verbal. Right. The way and they the react to it. Who's yelling at you? Don't know you from Adam. He doesn't know your kids. He didn't sleep with your wife. He doesn't know your mom. You know. Leave that dude alone. Let him talk. Whatever. And then just you know warn him and then and then be out. Be done with it. Get away. Be a big man about it. Like me and me say all the time, the bigger guy is the one that don't fight nowadays. Absolutely, because you, cause you can't fight anyways. you got to be able to walk away because as soon as you fight someone, you already know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You already know, man. This dude don't even know how to do nothing but load a gun, man. Yep. Yep, exactly. And then, and, and, and people like me, you, and Omizi. They promote where we're going to be at. So our names on flyers and pictures, like all these other jerks could act foolish and show up wherever they want. But like us, they promote we're going to be somewhere. So we really got to be upstanding people. <laughs> right, right. So you don't want to be the one that, oh, yeah, he's going to be here, and now he's going to be starting shit. And then yeah, nobody promotes you no more. That's, that's the move. Yeah. So, man, that that was uh, – man, that, that was, it, was a, it was a good weekend. How, how was the rest of the weekend? Did you go to Summer Jam, Gary? Uh, went to uh, went by Summer Jam, promoted in the parking lot. Um, Fab was up in there messing around. But you know, I, you know, I've seen seen a million times. And, you know, I, what was better to me was was fifteen thousand cars in the parking lot that like music. So I took advantage of that. Right, right. CEO style, in, in CEO style, like Russell Simmons and P Diddy used to do. You know. Deal with no damn politics of trying to get in and getting stuck at the door and all that bullshit. 
I mean, oh, they, they always try to do that, but it's just you know now nowadays we 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 know some pretty powerful people, man. You know, like Fab is pretty pretty regular over at the Oracle, man. I don't think there's too much that the radio station or anyone else could have said about Fab. He's pretty regular over there. They mess with him. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So we're gonna be right back. It's Soul Kitchen Radio. Gary Archer's on the phone. Omizi Misha's on the phone. We'll be right back. Soul Kitchen Radio. Here's a little uh, here's a little Gary Archer uh, uh, exclusive right here. Check it out. What's up with it, man? It's Mac Maul, and I'm chilling on Soul Kitchen Radio. Y'all that I mean, T's to the top. All this weed got my eyes looking Siamese. Money County, homie, this is where you find me. But plenty of us got our dreams on layaway. Pass the drink, hope the liquor take the pain away. My nigga called, said his baby mother tripping on him. And he afraid that his seed won't get to know him. Just the thoughts of a nigga zoning. Been gone for a minute, so let's get to smoking. Yeah, heard it shooting up the block from my mama's house. See a try to figure what the drama's about. Flame left that boy head looking like a raisin. Them niggas banging with more metal than Iron Maiden. I'm the truth and y'all niggas is Fantasia. Peed up a lot of gang, niggas know the camp came up. Nowadays getting money, what it's all about. Remember how we all started out. I got a shrink in my cup, blowing smoke out the window. Dog, money in the air. Drink in my cup, blowing smoke out the window. Dog. Money in the air, drink in my cup, blowing smoke out the window, dog. Money in the air, drink in my cup, blowing smoke out the window, dog. Money in the air. Just touchdown, I'm chillin' with the mob Repeat offenders so my niggas ain't getting jobs Still keep a half a zip in a sandwich bag My girl callin' and beggin' me a sandwich dad Grown man still talkin' my mouth full Another murder fuckin' up the property value And losing is doubtful Plus my whole team is real niggas So we gon' do it with or without you I'm in the sky, see me up in the ozone You claim to be a pimp, but you ain't got no phone Gettin' no bread while I'm on to a new loaf I'm tired of the bullshit Shit, remind me of cool coach Building my name to a mountain of truth With chicks swallowing kids from the fountain of youth <laughs> High grind, got my neck looking like Rafina A little something for the non-believers I got a shrink in my cup Blowing smoke out the window dog. Money in the air Drink in my cup Blowing smoke out the window dog. Money in the air Drink in my cup Blowing smoke out the window dog. Money in the air Young boss showing up to meetings in street clothes. Beef is like Grand Theft Auto with cheat codes. Call me the Peach Show. And I ain't trying to gamble with life. Cause when you bet against the house, you leave broke. And if you rich, then your brains is working. But they taking headshots, one thing for certain. This is the Peach Show, and the game is curtain. Put the pedal to the floor when the lanes is merging. I went to camp, mayhem and killer. With gone bananas, you can't change the realest. Uh, it's been a while, so I hollered at Big Jew. Trying to replace us, stepping into some big shoes. 
Hit the lift, so baby, don't forget the swishes. Switching lanes while the girl pulling on my zipper. Taking down, then I'm back to the street. So if motherfuckers asking for me, you can tell them I got. Frank in my cup, blowing smoke out the window. Duh. Money in the air. Frank in my cup, blowing smoke out the window. Duh. Money in the air. Frank in my cup, blowing smoke out the window. Duh. Money in the air. Frank in my cup, blowing smoke out the window. Duh. Money in the air. So Kitchen Radio, we're back. That was Blanco. That was uh oh, oh that was people's people's money in the air right there. Man, it was a great hey. show again today, man. We just we just kept it rolling on Meezy. Hey, first when you played that song, I was like, what the hell he playing? Ooh, ooh. Then then we started rapping, I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, I was like what the hell? I, <laughs> on I said, What the hell Camacho playing now? But then then it got to the rap and I was like, Oh, okay, okay, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. So, so next week we got the next week we got the fantasy football draft right here. So, on maybe we're gonna be talking all football, all football. Yeah, I'm gonna be and, I'm gonna be prepared. I'm probably gonna be I'm probably more prepared than y'all, and I'm not even gonna participate. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you draft on because my son who's playing, he's not gonna be able to draft. He'll be in school. I'm gonna give you his his Yahoo stuff, and you could draft for him. How about that? That'd be big. Okay, so you could be part of the draft, and uh, and you could draft for my son Darius. So, so that'll be. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you do 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 you pick the people up in lieu of the like when the season started? At, or you got so you got to pick players now on what you think they're gonna do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what what do you mean? It's a dice roll. I mean, I'm saying some of these. I mean, players, it's, you it's a dice roll, but you know. <laughs> You know, Arian Foster is going to get about a thousand yards running, rushing. You know, you know, uh, Brett Favre—not Brett Favre—but you know, Drew Brees is going to throw hella touchdowns. I mean, it's yeah, really any of them can get hurt at any moment. It could be yeah, over. Well, that's the part of it. And you got to <laughs> and you get a you get a backup too. So what you should do, I'll send you the I'll send you the Yahoo stuff, and uh, you can go in. You can do a couple mock drafts, Mike. Go in and do a couple yep, mock yep. drafts. So you yeah, guys know how the draft is going to work. You know, I'm telling everybody who hasn't done it before, go in, do a mock draft. You could, so you could see what's happening. And, and in a mock draft, it's just you and the computer. And you choose, you, you line up your people and you choose who you're going to get. You do the mock draft. It takes about 15, 20 minutes. And then you, uh, and you go from there, you know, and then when, then you'll be ready for your real draft. You'll see how the draft works, how, uh, how and when, and then and then rotowire.com, they have, like, all kinds of the ADPs, the average draft position, you know, so you yeah, see yeah. that 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 Arian Foster, Chris, like Chris Johnson used to be number one, but with his holdout, he's moving down into into the bottom of the of the first round because why, why would you pick him up right now if he's not even playing, you know, so. Did you, did you see him Did you see him talking about Cutler, talking about uh, releasing Cutler? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, they were just talking about that today. They were talking about releasing him because he's a bust. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would think. Well, I thought he was doing good. Who who else did they got in Chicago? Man, I don't know. But they already had him at third string. <laughs> wow. That's how bad he's playing. He's third string. He's whack. Wow. 
I bet he wishes he was with Denver still, huh? Man, I mean, he got the cold part. He, he got see, he got diabetes. You know what I'm saying? So oh. he can't he can't uh, he's he been talking about that. So he can't keep his weight up. You know what I mean? So regardless of how he work out, it, you know he he fighting against that diabetes, and he probably like to drink. He probably hard headed, so he can't stay in shape. So that's you know that's been affecting him. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so great. They knew he, they knew he, they knew he was diabetic when they drafted him number one, but he just ain't been able to deal with it on this level. That's my opinion. Right, right. Let me see. Where am I? Yep. So, uh, what, what, am I getting this getting this wrong? Because we page of Denver Post. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm getting this all wrong because I, I I keep getting confused with with Jay Cutler going to. I thought it was Jay Cutler that went to to Chicago. It wasn't Jay Cutler. Stayed. He came from Chicago. And went to Denver, so right. I think I think a lot of it is is Tebow would take a no, no, I'm, I'm right, I'm I'm tripping, because what he paid Denver moment will come. Former Broncos starter Jay Cutler returns to the town with the rest of the Bears, so he goes to the Bears. Kyle Orton comes to Denver, and Tim Tebow is is I think Tim Tebow is going to start in Denver, really. Um. And I don't know what's happening with Jake Cutler, but we still need a uh, we still need a quarterback. <laughs> well, we got Terrell Pryor now. You know, I'm hoping he's. he's well, been by a, we, I'm saying by we, I'm saying the 49ers still need a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because you know, Alex Smith didn't do shit versus the Raiders. Right. Did, let me ask you this, because I didn't see the game. Uh, did they play Cole Paper at all, or did he just did he just work out? I don't, I don't think they played him at all. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, didn't, I didn't see the game. I was working, so I didn't oh, get a chance okay. to watch it. I might have to catch it on the NFL, in the NFL, but they may not show it now. They, you know, they messed it up, so they probably don't even replay it on the uh, NFL Network. Nah, they gonna play it. They they don't play all the fights. So? They'll play this. They'll play the game. It's probably oh, already man. in the. It's already in the system to to be played. So they'll definitely play the game. Okay, that's big. Yeah, so that's what I tell you guys. I'm gonna send you the I'm gonna send you the information like like now me so whenever you get a chance over the weekend you could go in and you could uh you could help out Darius and, and do his do his thing. I just gotta get his information. So you can start checking out his fancy football stuff. It's good. 'Cause I know he don't he don't know what he the hell he's doing anyway. It's his first year. So <laughs> I'm gonna have my partner Reezy help. My partner Reezy gonna help me too. That's what he do. Okay, cool. He gonna have me in the upper echelon. I'm <laughs> 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 outsource. <laughs> I'm cheating. Yeah. Look, so Brian <laughs> is trying to come down. Brian is trying to come to to San Francisco, but he wants Mike to to get him a job. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Put on his diaper for him. Mhm. What's the word with the Mike and the Mike and Brian relationship? Oh, I know. Well, he he just called a moment ago, but I don't know what that was all about. But uh, yeah, I mean, his dad said that he would, you know, get him a room and everything. So I mean, if he could get him a room in San Francisco right now, it would be a lot easier for him. I mean, all he has to do is just go on Craigslist and start looking for rooms and stuff. Mhm. Wow. Darius, come here. 
That's scary right there. Yeah, yeah, my and Brian is like a big baby. I said <laughs> it. I said it and I put it out there. So yeah, all right, man. Yeah. Let's get up out of here. Oh, I'm gonna give him your phone number, uh, Omiji, so he can call you instead of calling me every fifteen minutes. Ooh. Brian. Oh, it's all good. Mm. <laughs> all you're gonna get is you have reached a great communicator. Just give me a call. <laughs> I'm just saying, you might give me a. You might, it's a dice roll. <laughs> it is a dice roll. You might reach me. You may not. But when you do, it's going to be very, very valuable conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I had a girlfriend. I said, dude, why you keep telling me the same shit all the time? Come on, stop it. Guy yeah, I, know how to deal, I know how to deal with that type of shit. That's all I'm saying. Cool. I'm going to give him your number then. I'm going to see, see what you say like two weeks after him calling you every 20 minutes. Brian hits me on Facebook. He just says, what's up? Oh. <laughs> dude, we gotta, he calls me every day. Dude, did, did, you get some, did, you get us, did you get a sign with ESPN? Did you get us this? Did you get us that? I'm like, dude, calm down. I need a job. Where can I work? Where can I work? <laughs> so Darius, this is what's gonna happen. Omizi's gonna help you with your draft since you're gonna be in school next week. All right. And he's gonna help you. He's got a, a a fantasy football expert that's gonna help you with the season. So you could you guys could work together. And he said Omizi's saying that your team is gonna win the whole league. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I think it's true. Did you are you gonna give him give him permission right, right now? It's on the air. Talk to him. Uh, I, uh, I give you permission to help me out with my fantasy football league. Say as long as I get forty. As long as I get to eighty forty. It's going down, Shorty. That's easy. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? As long as he gets to meet E forty. That's <laughs> easy. Your daddy, your daddy just gotta get, gotta bring, bring you through. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Hey, next time when you're in Omizi, oh, next time when you come out here and you go to the studio. I wanna, hey, bring! Hey, we got a uh, hey, we got a show coming up. Uh, you can bring him to us. This uh, it's on the twenty seventh. Okay. It's gonna, be at, uh, it's gonna be at one of these. It's gonna be close to. It's gonna be at one of these uh, fairgrounds. Tulare, I think. Is cool. Tulare, where's that at? I don't even know where that's at. Man, you know, sometimes you gotta just make shit happen. You know, you go to Disney World. You know, you just gotta make it happen, that's huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's like you know, it's up there by uh, like if like if you're going towards you know Fresno, I think or something like that. So no, but it, you know, it's, it's next it's week. Not... In fact, is that next week? Because next week we are going to uh, we are going to the to the outlets next week. I'll text you. I'll text you the details. It's in Tulare, though. It's at the fairgrounds. I'll okay. let them meet. I'll let them meet forty and, and come on stage and everything. Okay, cool. Sounds good. You hear that, but, now, but, yeah. but now, if he don't do it, then then you know it's your daddy's fault. <laughs> I don't mean <laughs> I work on, on you. I work on Saturdays. I work on the twenty seventh. We're going there on the twenty eighth, and on the fourth, Omizi, I'm gonna be out there in Sacramento for the uh, for the Sigma Beach Splash. You gonna come out there on Sunday? Uh, remind me, cause I, I might be here. We're gonna be at Discovery Park. I go pass out some some of my flyers, real talk. Let me know. Yeah, yeah. I have, yeah. My, I have my my squad up there. My me and my squad will go up there and represent. Plus, I ain't there. I ain't seen you in hell long anyway, and I owe you twenty bucks. Yeah, that's <laughs> real. I need that. I need that <laughs> stimulus check. 
I need that stimulus check. <laughs> <laughs> you need that stimulus. I need that stimulus good. check, bro. <laughs> All right, man. Okay. So until uh, until next week, Omega, I'm gonna send you I'm gonna send you the Yahoo stuff for Darius, and 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 we'll see what happens from there. So until next week, right. everybody. It's Soul Kitchen Radio. Alrighty. And we're out. All right. Peace, Peace everybody. Soul Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.